Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Uh, maybe slightly less chat this week. Yes, the wave. we do need to cut The Wave short slightly this week. For logistical reasons. Boring real life reasons. Yeah. But all your pro- premium news content will still be here. The headphones have just gone off. Oh, no. Mine, mine, mine are fine. Mine have gone up. Mine are back? They're back. Yes. Yeah, we've, um, I'm going away for the weekend, so I've got no time to edit. So we need to... One take, short. straight through. Straight through. No Absol- edits, no cuts. Absolute pros. Please don't complain about the poor quality of this episode <laughs> if it is poor. <laughs> Have you been, Nick? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. Been up to much? I mean, all those festive things seem a long time ago. They do, don't they? Don't they seem like a distant memory? <laughs> they really do. Um, yeah, I... Back into the swing of real life, I guess. It certainly is. You know what does seem a distant memory? What's that? Payday. <laughs> oh, God. It feels like a long time ago since I had money. Uh, mine's mine's weird. No, is it? Mine's in the middle of the month. Ah, okay. So yours is soon. Yeah. See, we, they always pay us early in December. Okay. But then they don't pay us early in January. So oh, right. So you go longer. So you're, you're in a bit of a fallow Yeah, absolutely. Period. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Fun God. times. Okay. Wow. Do you know what's priceless? What? Finding a hidden gem at the bottom of the stream. Do you think we feel like we did that last week? I think we did. Yeah? Our first episode of season 10. It's the girl in the yellow jumper. Yeah, and that's the movie we talked about last Thursday. Well, that's when the episode was released. Yes. It's, it's there for you to find. Um, wh- what a pleasant surprise. Yeah, you can movie was. first ever feature film. Yeah, really interesting story behind the movie. Yes. And a really interesting movie. Yeah, definitely. It was a great start to the season, I thought. Yeah. Really set us up nicely. Yeah, I just as we said on the episode, it borrowed a bit from things like Seven Saw, but yeah, it's a, it's a good recommend for me. Yeah, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Where else yeah. are you going to see a Ugandan feature film? Exactly, or here literally two guys nowhere because there isn't any more. No, there isn't any more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hopefully, it will only be a matter of time until there is. Go and check out our episode from last week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that being said, shall we jump straight into the Netflix news? Let's do it. And this week, we can talk about the winners of the Golden Globes. They, they snuck up on me a little bit this year. Yeah? I didn't even know they were coming. Your favourite type of globe? Like, Is it a golden one? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Travelling the... Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It was, I hadn't heard anything about the Golden Globes. And then Monday morning, it was just like, oh, the Golden Globes happened last night. The 81st annual... Wow ceremony indeed and traditionally the the results of the glo- globes are seen as a a pretty safe uh, rehearsal i guess yeah. for, for what oscar results might be and baftas yes uh so so that's why they they can be quite interesting first major awards of the season uh should we should we go through some of the winners Just go through a few yeah uh, definitely best film drama was Oppenheimer. It's a bit of a surprise one. I don't think anybody was expecting that one to win. I think that Killers of the Flower Moon was yeah. high up on a lot of... Which, interestingly, this isn't a news item, but it is... By the time this episode comes out, you if you've got Apple TV+, Plus, Killers of the Flower Moon is available for you to stream. Oh, really? Okay. If you didn't check it out when it was uh, released in cinemas. I do have Apple TV+. Plus. 206 minutes of yeah. it or something. <laughs> uh, the best female actor in a film slash drama... Uh, was from Killers of the Flower Moon, and that went to Lily Gladstone. Yeah, congratulations to Lily Gladstone. Best film, 
musical or comedy was Poor Things. Uh, we'll come back to Poor Things later on because I watched it on oh, Monday. Fantastic. So we'll uh, we'll do some discussion on that. In a little I, while. I think one of the headlines from the Golden Globes was the lack of awards won by Barbie. Yes. Which snub? Is it? A, it's difficult, isn't it? Because yes, I think it is. Yeah. And especially when you consider sort of the underlying feminism of Barbie, yeah. which is great, and that seems to have just been completely snubbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Having uh, seen both Barbie and Poor Things, I think the right one won. Is in terms of film. is Poor Things a musical or comedy? I always think this this sort of category is weird. There's a there's it's a like... there's a real debate going on about one of the awards in, in this. Yes, yeah, so we'll come to um, that in a, a short while. I think. But uh, yeah, I've... yeah. Okay. Emma Stone plays it comedically. Right. Uh, the best male actor in a film, musical or comedy went to Paul Giamatti. It did indeed. In the holdovers. Uh, Paul Giamatti, who most impactfully on the night was pictured eating his uh, dinner. That. After the ceremony, in an out burger, yeah, still in his tux, yeah, with his gold with his on award the on the table in a in a fast food restaurant. Yeah, he beat out the likes of old uh, Timothy Chalamet and Wonka and Nicolas Cage in Dream Scenario. Nicolas Cage, I didn't know he'd been nominated. Uh, best TV series drama, Succession. Yeah, I mean it was its last year. Succession, critics finished, love it. it. Yeah, exactly. I've never watched it. With this I'm came not, up in I'm our not. Discord. Did, didn't yeah, it, I don't think anybody in our Discord's watched it. And. Yes, might might be in our in our community. Apologies, just drop my phone. <laughs> might be in our community the the only example of the most successful TV show no one's watched. Nobody's watched. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, best female actor in a TV series drama was Sarah Snook from Succession. Cool. Uh, best TV series musical or comedy was The Bear. Yeah, this is the one I've heard some debate about. I can't remember any singing and dancing numbers in it. <laughs> is it a comedy? I've not seen I it. I would say no. Yeah. I don't think it's a comedy. I saw, uh, I think it was Richard Osman was doing his podcast and he was it's like, a drama. He couldn't get his head around how The Bear keeps winning comedy awards. Yeah. Uh, it beat out some proper big, comedies big as well. Yeah. Uh, Ted, Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building and Barry. I've seen four of the five of them. And they're all really good. I haven't seen The Bear, unfortunately. The best limited TV series, anthology series, or TV movie went to Beef. Yeah, big Netflix, Netflix. Does this? they have to hand this award back if they end up doing season two? Yes. Because then it's not a limited <laughs> series. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, think, I think this is quite a new award. It is the, the first time this award's been this is the, It is the first time. Yeah. And it does feel a bit like... Oh, sorry, guys, but at least have this one. Yeah, definitely, uh, that's what it is. Was the award for cinematic and box office achievement? Yeah, which who, did go to Barbie. Who made the most money? You did. You can have this award. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, best male actor in a film drama went to Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer. Yeah, he also beat some big names. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, Leonardo DiCaprio, Andrew Scott, Barry Keogh, Ke- Ke- Oh, I can never. Th- I've been practicing that all week. <laughs> Go on, keep trying. Keogh. I think it's Keoghan. Oh, <laughs> I think he says Keogh. I've got no idea. I'd say Keen. I've got no idea. I have an uh, Best female actor in a film, musical, or comedy went to Emma Stone. No surprise. The there. aforementioned poor things. After seeing that film, no surprise at all. 
Best Director went to Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. The name that Best Director in a film. Yeah. As far as I know, Christopher Nolan is not in Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Look, I, I, I've said before, I'm not always Nolan's biggest fan, but he's a critical darling, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not, not decrying Oppenheimer, but I'm, I'm not sure he's the best choice out of. I think he'll get the Oscar for that. I think he will as well. I don't think the film will. Yeah. But I think he I think will. He will. I think he I, probably deserves it just for the explosion scene alone. <laughs> the rest of the film, not so much, but that explosion scene is cinematic. You, you could never see, because they take themselves so seriously, I'm not picking on any uh, ceremony or awards in particular, you just couldn't see any of them giving Greta Gerwig a Best Director no. Award for Barbie. No, definitely not. D- despite the achievement that it is. Yeah. Uh, the best male actor in a TV series drama uh, also went to Succession. It was Kieran Culkin. Yes. Uh, the Beat best Brian Cox. Yeah. Uh, the best female actor in a TV series musical or comedy went to Io Adaberry from The Bear. It feels like they've just squeezed the bear in there. To she, it, she must be really impressed with. Is winning. the bear still going or is it finished? No, it's still going. It's there's still there's going. um. So you will find the first two seasons on over here. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I didn't know if they'd just tried to squeeze it in to give it some awards because it finished and Succession was going to win them all. So I was like, "We'll chuck it in comedy and give it all the awards." I, I believe it's been re-upped. Okay. Uh, the best male actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy went to Jeremy Allen White, also in The Bear. Uh, Mr. Hench himself. Well, <laughs> Hench through uh, the Iron Claw. Yes. Uh, best Supporting Male Actor in a TV Series, Matthew McFadden in Succession. Best Supporting Female Actor in a TV Series, Elizabeth Debicki in The Crown. Who does she play in The Crown? Uh, she is Princess Diana. Oh, then, okay, the older one. And then just a couple more of acting ones to round it off. Best Male Actor in a Limited TV Series went to Stephen Yun in Beef. Yep. Best Female Actor in a Limited TV Series to Ali Wong in Beef. Best Supporting Male Actor in a Film, Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer. I don't get that one. Is he in it for very long? No. Okay. <laughs> and Best Supporting Female Actor in a Film to Davine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Great name. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I think it's always interesting to see where awards go leading up to the Oscars. Sure. It gives you some sort of, some way to predict, doesn't it? I think, obviously, like, within the acting, directing community, it's very, I'm sure, right, you're very proud once you're awarded these things. I just think, like, for someone like, pick whichever film you want, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, I think anyone, especially if you're involved as a director in the creation of it, you'd be going, it's five years. Yeah. I've been doing this for five years and <laughs> this film. Yeah. My God, Will not go away. Still doing things for it and tours and yeah, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, next piece of news yep. is some numbers. I know you love numbers. I do indeed. And beyond the fact that we've got some numbers regarding uh, Netflix's ad tier subscribers. Okay. I hope you're sitting down. I am. You can see that because. Uh, a presentation was made at the Variety Entertainment Summit last week, uh, of which Netflix were present. And 
this particular presentation was made by Amy Reinhardt. Okay. Who is president of advertising for Netflix. No way. <laughs> Not a vice in sight. We've only ever met vice presidents for films, TV and games. But for advertising, we meet the president. Yeah. Goodness me, that is insane. <laughs> I thought you'd be excited. I'm really excited by that. <laughs> Reinhardt, I think that's a typo. <laughs> Reinhardt said, we are very excited about our engagement of our customers who are on ad-supported plans. 85%, just over 85% of them are streaming on our platform for two hours or more per month. Okay. I, I thought he was going to say per day. And yeah. then I'd be quite <laughs> like impressed. Two hours a month I feel is like not two a hours lot. a month is not... Anyway. That's not even a film. <laughs> they also confirmed that they now have 23 million subscribers on the ad-supported tier. Wow. On Netflix. You've got to call that a success? In So just for context, so two months ago, that was at 15 million. <laughs> so... Yeah. So all these doomsayers that said there was, they were going to leave Netflix. Nobody actually did, and lots of people actually came. Yes, yeah, so exactly. And just, just to add a, a final bit of context to it, Netflix has written to their shareholders to say, of the ad tier subscriptions, they accounted for 30% of all new signups in the countries where... So it's- not ad, even ad supported is available so it's not even all just people downgrading their accounts it's yeah. new people coming in yeah successful ex- successful then isn't it you can see why disney and amazon have followed suit yeah uh she said uh she finished uh we know there's a lot of work to do on our side but we're about learning and working out with our advertising partners to figure out how do we grow this business in a meaningful way so yes full full stream ahead on that one yeah absolutely I, for the next bit of news, I would encourage people, because this is a significantly long article. Okay. But you can... Oh, wow, it is a long article. You can go, uh, but I wanted to point it out. So if you, you go and Google uh, the interview, uh, well, it's more of a profile piece, really, that The Hollywood Reporter has done uh, with David Benoff and Dan Weiss. Okay, yep. Uh, which is, I guess, the first part of Netflix's uh, market employee for the forthcoming three-body problem. Yeah, that's their first thing since Game of Thrones. Correct. And it's the first project under their £200 million deal that they've signed with Netflix. Yes. The full trailer for this show has also come out this week. Oh, so okay, I haven't can, seen you that. You can yet. go and find it, but... These guys are pretty famously quiet. Yes. They they have never done much media. I don't even think they have social media, do they? No, 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 they don't. And and uh, The Hollywood Reporter has, has got this uh, profile piece interview with them. And, and there's some really interesting stuff in here. And they talk a bit about uh, projects that fell through since they left Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, and how they've ended up doing the three-body problem for Netflix. So I, I will sort of paraphrase some of this, but essentially what, what Ben Off and Weiss have said is when they signed up for Netflix, they had a couple of 
projects in mind that they would like to pitch and 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 look to move forward on yeah. but the three body problem wasn't actually one of them uh, in fact that was given to them uh to read by um netflix's head of scripted oh okay uh peter friedlander who had been wanting to make it for years gave it to them to read and they said well apparently they they finished the book within 10 minutes of each other so they say on this this article and said yeah we've got to do it right uh and and yeah i've got i've got quite a good feeling about this one i think the free body problem is going to be quite good vice said what excited us about game of thrones was that when we read george rr martin's book this we said this was something we'd never seen on screen before in a lot of ways although three body problem couldn't be more different from games of thrones thrones it has that in common right okay uh that's a good point. When Game of Thrones came out, it was revolutionary. No, no nobody had done anything like I, that. I don't. Know, yeah, I don't know if this is a bit of a self pat on the back, but uh, being off said, it, this was the first thing we come across since Game of Thrones where we were actually scared. Like we know this is going to be hard. Okay, I might read this entire article. It sounds quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I mean, the um, the 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 synopsis of this show is essentially. Uh, Aliens are on their way to Earth. Yep. Uh, but they're moving quite slowly. Uh, okay. It's going to take them 400 years to get there. Okay. So this this is an an epic that's going to span hundreds of hundreds years, of years. Uh, following this story. Uh, there are a lot of ex-Game of Thrones members, cast members on this show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, March the 21st, it arrives on Netflix. Go and read this article Go and uh, check out the trailer. There's a couple of other interesting things here. Again, another sort of self-congratulatory thing. Both uh, Binoff and Vice say, uh, well, yeah, the reason you won't see any of our names on uh, House of the Dragon or any other forthcoming Game of Thrones stuff, even though contractually we are entitled to have our names on there as producers and get royalties, is that we, we, we said no, no, no. We don't. We don't. Want we would money. like to wash our hands of that. Yeah, place. basically. Which I think, once you've signed a two hundred million deal with Netflix, yeah, you can you can afford to you, do something like that. You can probably do that. Uh, in, interestingly, and then we will move on. Was they also said they were quite far down the line with their Star Wars? They signed up to a Star yeah, Wars they had, movie, didn't they? Uh, and and essentially, Lucasfilm didn't didn't like their story, didn't like their pitch. They wanted to do a uh, a. a origin of the jedi where does the first lightsaber come from where does the jedi come from they lucasfilm didn't want to do it disney didn't want to do it uh which is really interesting because they are now doing some sort of story like that in a one of the recently announced star wars movies uh, (laughs) these guys will not be involved with yeah they should pitch it to Zack snyder what a great idea (laughs) that'll never that'll never that'll never get off the ground well they could just do a snyder and just make it anyway (laughs) Uh, but yeah, there's loads more in there, and I, will and read I that thought it was interesting because those guys do not do not speak. No, they often. don't. I will post that into our Discord as well. Uh, Netflix has confirmed that they uh, have signed up Lena Dunham, most most famous for Girls, yeah, a few years ago now, uh, to. Uh, Write, direct, and executive produce a new show called Covers. Right. Uh, 
they are letting a set up a, a writer's room to pen an entire season worth of scripts inspired by real events. Covers poses the question, what if university life, the hard partying, test cramming, hookup regretting reality of a college student was actually a ruse for a more complex identity, one that no one would suspect as intelligence officers working covertly for MI6. That sounds like... Uh, sounds- just sounds like the plot of 21 Jump Street. It does, yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting, though. But she's on that. She's uh, Work starts imminently. Cool. With her putting her team together. I'm sure we'll hear much more about that as it comes. Some more numbers, because it's Numbers Week. Cool, I love Netflix. Numbers Week. Uh, this time, about Netflix games. Oh, okay. Uh, is that... Netflix have confirmed. So, calendar year 2023, the number of Netflix games downloads increased as compared to 2022 by 180%. Oh, nice. Uh, In 2023, there were 81.2 million downloads of Netflix games across Apple, App Store, and Google Play. That's interesting. You because you only hear really bad news about the Netflix game stuff. But yeah, that's interesting that it's gone up that much. Uh, as as comparison, so that's what did I say? Eighty one point two million in twenty twenty two. It was twenty eight point seven million. Wow. And in twenty twenty one, five point two million. Wow. It only launched towards the end of yeah. twenty twenty one, though, didn't it? That's quite a quite I mean, an increase. A download isn't everything. There's quite a few no. times I've downloaded something and then yeah, got rid of it yeah. five seconds later. But it's the only real thing they can. Yeah, of course it is. Metric though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you would expect that the start of 2024 would be good on that front as well with the uh, the GTA. Yeah, having the Grand Theft games that are on there, Football Manager, Mobile. Yeah. So yeah, uh, certainly progress that Netflix can show there. San Andreas is already the streamer's most downloaded game of all time. Well, there you go. Yeah. I've not had a look at any of I've st- I've still barely used Netflix games. I've used it a little bit. Mainly I I'd like to if I'm like on a train or something, I just play a few puzzle games yeah. or solitaire, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I've done a few of them. I'm not into like action games on my phone, that feels weird. <laughs> I don't think I could play no. GTA on a phone. I'm not sure it's if just I strange. Could. Yeah. Maybe the most unsurprising uh, new story from Netflix is confirmation that they are at work on an NBA Netflix documentary. So in the style of uh, quarterback, yeah, uh, drive to survive, all this sort of thing. I thought they'd already done. Oh no, they did the Michael Jordan one, didn't they? Yeah, they done but this this is similar to quarterback, where you're yeah. going to follow a number of players through the season. Uh, they have said that uh, the as yet untitled series will follow around uh, Anthony Edwards, who plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, some guy called LeBron James. Never heard of him. Uh, Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum. Miami Heat's Jimmy Butler. And uh, the Sacramento Kings, Domantas Sabonis. Nice. Well, good He's pronunciation. He's my favourite. He's your favourite? Yeah. Never Why? heard of him. Well, He's got the best name. I've never heard of anybody <laughs> except for LeBron James. Um, this uh, is a... Uh, production partnership uh, from President Barack Obama's High Ground Productions and also Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions. Wow. 
Uh, big names behind it. Omaha were behind quarterback, as you would expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I th- I presume... So that I think the NBA season runs like October to April, May. No idea. So I, I my presumption is this is being filmed now during the current season. That is. Got you. So we would probably see it towards the end, th- third and fourth quarter of 2024. Sweet. I won't watch it. I've never really got basketball. It's one thing I've never really been into. I I think it's incredibly athletic. And it's so quick, and I think it's a, such a skillful game. My, this is my absolute layman's. I've watched about three basketball games <laughs> in my life, but what it always occurs to me with basketball, especially, is isn't all the excitement in the last quarter. Somebody said to me once, "I can't watch basketball because you only really need to watch the last two minutes." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good point." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we went to a. a, a well, no, you went to a local game, didn't you? Not yeah, really. a few months ago. And it, was, it was a really good evening out. Uh, it was really, I'm sure really it was. fun. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I've never, never been... All the other Americans was I've been into at some point in my life, yeah. but I've never really got basketball. Star Wars news. Okay. I think people have been surprised by this uh, news this week. There was... Obviously, last year we had season three of The Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, season one of... Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Uh, and some announcements a couple of months ago that uh, one of the new Star Wars movies would be a movie that brings the Disney Plus TV series presumably to a climax. Okay. Uh, That seems to have changed somewhat because that movie is still happening. Right. But in addition to that, uh, Disney have announced uh, they are starting work on a Mandalorian movie. Oh, uh, which okay. Which will be entitled The Mandalorian and Grogu. Who's Grogu? He's Baby Yoda. Oh. Is Baby Yoda not Yoda? No, it's a different... Oh, okay. I was just assumed that was a young Yoda. <laughs> no, no. This this is uh, The Mandalorian. is set after Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. So I've never Yoda's watched Mandalorian, dead. so Yoda's long dead. Yeah, this is the same species. Oh, okay. I just I don't know why I just assumed it was before fine, that's fine. he was a young Yoda. That's fine. Uh, Ashoka season two has also been confirmed to be in, in development. So, lots of TV shows. This is all going to somehow merge together, and I'm sure be told in a completely coherent way. Is there anybody out there? You know, like um, Kevin Feige looks after the Marvel universe and knows everything about yeah. how they all interact. Is anybody doing that for Star Wars? So you've got uh, kind of. It's a few people. So you've got John Favreau. Yeah, looks after the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's going to direct this movie. Okay. He, a lot of the episodes uh, of The Mandalorian would as well, he worked with a guy called Dave Filoni. Right. He's the guy who did all the animated stuff years ago where like Ashoka and all those characters came from. Oh, so yeah. he did that series on Disney Plus and he's getting the movie that apparently is going to bring it all together. So okay. there's, there's no one head honcho. It just, it but feels those, like those guys are kind of in charge of it. Because yeah. so, it feels like there's an awful lot of Star Wars stuff going on all over the place. Yeah, but that's... Like, it doesn't it, feel like it's coming together. Well, they're, but... they're only in charge of this, yeah. as in the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, that... That route. area of the world. Disney are still pimping out for... The actual you know, films. Other so. people are doing, you know, there's various other Star Wars stuff in development that other directors are coming into. Okay, it just feels a bit convoluted d- from an outsider's point of view of like, nobody's really concentrating on who, where yeah, yeah. all this stuff all ties together. Yeah. It just feels like a bit of a mess, but I might be completely wrong. 
but I, I I mean they have they have gone back to the drawing board on the on the whole movie releases, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're now five years on since the last Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's crazy. To yeah. Think about. So okay, this could change again. There's the, a lot I'm of sure the Star will. Wars announcements have have changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, it, it, again, it does seem a bit scattergun. Yeah, uh, I agree. So we'll, we'll see. Next. Uh, replacements news. Okay. So we've talked before about Guillermo del Toro. We uh, have, many times. Looking, One of his next projects is his take on Frankenstein. Oh, nice. Uh, with Where he had uh, Andrew Garfield lined up. Uh, to to star in that alongside Oscar Isaac and Mia Goth, yeah, amongst other people, uh, Andrew Garfield has had to depart because for of scheduling. The strikes, I imagine, yeah, conflict, okay. uh, and stepping into his shoes will be Jacob Elordi. Wow, okay, it feels this guy really feels like he's about to land. Yeah, doesn't it? It's it, Saltburn's a really interesting film for me because it. It came out of the cinema to really nothing. Yeah. Then it hit Amazon and it's just gone viral. It's all over the it's socials. everywhere. Yeah. And I feel like he might be able to gain some traction from that. Yeah. And it looks like he might actually be doing that. Yeah, it is really interesting. The impact yeah. it's had on sort of on a home release. Yeah. It, Everyone's talking about it. Because it did the old fashioned route. It went to cinema. Yeah. Like, waited a few months, came, went streaming. That's what everything used to do. But now nothing really does. But it seems since it went to streaming, it's just shook the world and it's a great film yeah there's more shocking films out there uh also confirmed this is new announcements to this cast for frankenstein are christoph waltz okay lars mickelson nice uh, and david bradley david bradley gets everywhere as well he does yeah he was in a film i watched at the weekend uh oscar isaac is uh got the role of the scientist victor frankenstein um and yeah this uh this is a Netflix-backed film, so okay. we will see. Will it have a cinematic release? Yeah. First, I Probably. would imagine so. Similar, similar release. But that's that's starting to log quite the cast. Yeah, I think I feel like Jacob Elodi's going to make some big money over the next few years. Talking of confusing <laughs> uh, sci-fi franchises, as we were a few minutes ago. We were. Uh, Paramount Pictures has announced that they are developing a new Star Trek movie. Okay. Which will be set decades before the J.J. Abrams Star Treks. Okay. Star Trek is another thing I've never got into at all. I don't know anything about Star Trek. No, I mean, I just... Once Luke Skywalker left, I just got really confused. (laughs) Yeah. I, I did watch that J.J. one. Um, but that's literally the only Star Trek project. He's I've done three. Has he? Well, there's three in that. I might I have seen two. I don't know if I've seen all three. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know. But the adi- lore additionally, of Star Trek. confusingly, Paramount have said the fourth J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie yeah. is still in active development. Okay. Uh, and essentially, everyone wants to go back and do another round on that. Right. Uh, which is sort of Chris Pine, Zachary yeah. Quinto. Um, Zoe Saldana. I, 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 I don't know where you can see all these things in this country. I'm sure if you are 
into Star Trek, you are right on top of them. But I think they're on Paramount Plus. Do we have that over here yes. now? Yeah. So Paramount Plus have got a whole slew of Star Trek spin-offs Content. and universes going on. So yeah, I think that's one of their big selling points. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, this, this again, it's it's plans to bring bring the franchise back to the cinema. So okay. Star Wars is coming back. Star Trek's coming back. Yeah, it's because it's because Zack Snyder started a trend. He well, uh, look, Christopher Nolan said it himself. He did. He's influencing all this stuff. <laughs> uh, and the final piece of news is a cancellation, uh, a cancellation of our flag means death. Yeah, that's a shame. I, I um, did when I saw this news article. I did realize I haven't seen season two of our me flag neither. means death, so this might be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in exactly the same place, so it might also be my fault. Um, yeah, Max will not be moving forward with a third season of it. That's a shame, because I really enjoyed the first season of Our Flag Means Death. Yes, so did I, but it, but but I did really enjoy it. But I, it took me a while to get through it. I, it didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't sort of obsess me. I watched it all in one day, oh, the okay. first season, because I worked. That's the one day I've ever worked from home. Right. I worked from home for one day, and I, I, I was working on one laptop and I had it on the other one whilst uh, I was okay. working. I did the whole thing in a day. But I never did season two. And oh, interesting. To be honest, I completely forgot it existed. <laughs> but I will definitely watch season two. Cool. Is that all the news? That is all the news. That is a lot of news. A big bumper edition of the news this week. News never sleeps. It does not. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I have really only watched one thing. Okay. Uh, and that was on actual proper TV, although not live, still on a catch-up service. But uh, that would be the first three episodes of season two of The Traitors UK. I, I'm obsessed with The Traitors. I love it. It's great. just the best reality show ever and yes, it's, it is it's so stupid ever. and over the top yeah. i just oh, i love it something about it just works yeah and i don't know what it is great popcorn tv it really is i think it's because there's no public involvement in it yeah um i think it's just because it's this one compact thing that's been filmed months ago it's there you can watch it and it's just brilliant i so far i'm really enjoying this season there's nothing as interesting as people no there's not and, and it's a really nice insight into people with high you know, tension, and, and they're put in this highly ten- tense environment. And I mean, well, like, we won't go into too many spoilers. No, but, but one guy just his head went. If it's fell head, apart in this show. I've never seen somebody's head fall off before, yeah. and his head just fell off. So if anyone's not 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 watch the traitors. Yeah, I've said this on this show many times. If anyone's not familiar with it, it's basically a bunch of people get sent to a castle in Scotland. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basically Wink Murder. Yeah, it is. It's Among Us, the game. If you haven't yeah. played Among Us, it's that. So a group of people, a number of whom are selected as traitors, they get yeah. to kill someone every night, and yeah. the rest of them have to work out, to who, it out who it is. So one gets banished every night, one gets killed every night, yeah. until there's nobody left. And it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I feel like this season's a really interesting There was look The first season... Of the at least of this U, the UK show this time last year, it was they absolutely got lightning in a bottle. Yeah, they absolutely did. And I was worried about the second season because people know how the game's played now, and it's so it's never going to be the same as that first season. No, they they but, got to have different tricks and yeah, and they have. And, yeah. 
but it just seems to work. It's maybe even slightly better now people know how the game's played because it's made people more confrontational. And this, the, this season, as this season goes on, there's going to be a lot more fighting, a lot more in backbiting and fighting than there was in season one. Yeah. Everybody was really nice and lo- loved each other in season one. That ain't happening. But you already, this season, in, in one of the episodes, you have, you've already got a, a bigger split. So when they're voting yeah. at the end, I, well, it's either because they've got no, absolutely no idea who the traitors are or everyone just, no one trusts anyone and the votes are split a lot yeah. more across the board, aren't they? Somebody, but, somebody asked me once if I'd ever do like a companion podcast to a TV show. You know, like people do like follow yeah, each yeah. episode. I would do that on the traitors in a heartbeat. I would love to just sit for half an hour after every episode yeah. and do a traitors podcast. But, well, you know, Ed Gamble's got the official one because that's all he does. <laughs> Uh, did you I watch don't dislike did, I don't Ed like Ed Gamble. I, I don't dislike Ed Gamble. I like Ed Gamble. Some but of his podcasts are great. Did you watch that Uncloaked? No, 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 no. It was awful. Was it? He basically was doing a podcast whilst being on the TV. And then at the end, he just said, well, if you want to listen to the rest, we're on BBC Sounds. And then the show just ended. Okay. So it was like half an hour of his hour-long podcast just on the BBC. It was so weird. That is odd. But the good thing about it is, the only good thing about it is, they show... The moment that the people who have been banished or murdered find out who the traitors are. Oh, okay. So like after they've when gone, I just presume they would. They didn't get find out till they didn't find out till. No, they they, they get told straight away when they watch the. So they they find out straight away, and they because then they can talk because there's always two. There's yeah. always a banished traitor, but so those two get together, find out who it was, and then they can discuss about. Oh, I didn't think it'd be him. Blah, blah, blah. Were but they surprised? Was, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were surprised. But that so that bit was quite interesting. But that's it. But yeah. But it's, it's on after every episode now. Well, last week it was only on after the third one. Right. From now on, it's on after every single episode. Okay. But, yeah. Don't, I'm, I'm not too bothered about it. I won't be watching that. But I fucking love The Traitors. I think it's great. Anything else? No, that's it. I think that's it for me this week. I started a new TV show on Saturday. Okay. Um, I started the first episode of The Brother's Son. Right, yes. Michelle Yeoh's yes. new Netflix show. Yeah. Um, I... Seen, I'd read a review because I wasn't. I didn't intend to watch it, but I read an article earlier in the day to say, telling me that it had got a hundred percent fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! Which for a Netflix original TV show is never, it was unheard of. Yeah. So I was like, I need to watch the first episode of this. Um, admittedly, I've only still seen the first episode, but that's more because of my life getting in the way of my TV watching. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. So the basically the story is there's this gangster in Thai, Taiwan, I think he's in. Uh-huh. And his dad's like the lead gangster and he's the son. And his dad gets shot. But then the, the people who shoot his dad threaten his mother and brother right. who live a secret life in America just living a normal life. They're not involved in this gangster world. Got ya. The mother's Michelle Yeoh and the son has literally got no clue. So he then, this gangster guy goes back to protect this family who live a completely different life to he does in LA. Sure. So that's the premise. And Michelle and Joe obviously knows all this, but she's gotten out. But yeah, that, that's basically your first episode. Cool. But- I, I, yeah, I, I can remember us talking about it in the sort of preview of the year and, and it had rumblings yeah. of being something special. So, so yeah, I'm going to keep, I'll stick with that. I'll let you know how I get on with that. Oh, the, the one that really interests me has come out today on Netflix, I think. It's called Boy Swallows Universe. Yes. I, that was really interesting. I'll be watching that at some point as okay. well. Um, I've also seen two films this week. I did one on Netflix and one at the cinema. Which one do you want to know first? Let's go Netflix first. Netflix. I watched Good Grief on Saturday. Oh, yes. This is on my list. Which is um, Dan Levy's. Dan Levy's new. He basically yeah. wrote, wrote it, directed it, and stars in it. Sure. Uh, it's about a guy who. We've talked about it on the show, I think. The, yeah. 
it's a gay couple. They are having a New Year's Eve party. One of them is an author, so he's got to get to Paris to do a signing the next day. Yeah. And he dies in a car crash, literally two seconds from their house. They see it through the window. And then it's how Dan Levy's character gets over that and deals with this grief that he's got whilst also finding out revelations about this guy that's died. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be really sad. Parts of it are really sad, but parts of it are quite actually uplifting as well. Okay. I wouldn't say it's a really sad movie. Okay. Um, there were, Obviously, it deals with some horrible things, but the way Dan Levy's character deals with these things and gets over it is actually quite uplifting, I thought. I really enjoyed it. I awesome. thought it was great. It was Dan Levy's first ever directorial feature film. I didn't know I that. was really surprised by that. Um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, I went to the cinema on Monday of this week to watch a advanced screening of Poor Things. Okay. What do you think? Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Always getting mixed up with Christopher Walken. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Um, I thought it was really good. It's batshit crazy. Yes, I have it heard. Is, it's basically a cross between Frankenstein and Edward Scissorhands. Sure. Um, Emma Stone will win the oscar for it if she doesn't she's been robbed because uh-huh. nobody nobody's been better than her in the last 12 months nice. in this film i've seen a lot more of emma stone than i ever thought <laughs> i'd ever see i've literally seen all of emma stone in this movie um it feels like the movie <laughs> this is a really weird thing to say it feels like the movie that tim burton should have evolved into being making today okay instead of sort of flowery yeah yeah, yeah. But if tim burton from the 80s had evolved in as a filmmaker yeah. This is where he would have ended instead up. Instead of I think. All, all show, no. Uh, yeah, instead substance. of just like adapting, adapting stuff that's already out there and just doing films for money, which he does. It feels like that, and yeah. it's it's excellent. I really, it's on for too long. Oh, really? It's on for two and a half hours. Uh, okay. Um, but I was never bored of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this movie. Mark Ruffalo's great. Emma Stone is fantastic, fantastic. It's it's good. It's really good. Awesome. But it's, it is batshit crazy and you will not understand what the fuck is going on. Because <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> and that's it. I think that's all I've seen this week. Amazing. So, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to do a slightly shorter wave. We've still done 45 minutes, so oh, we're not yeah. actually that much shorter. Uh, we'll briefly talk about what we're going to watch on this week's movie show. Yeah, come back to this very feed on Thursday. Uh, we have got a Patreon uh, subscribers wild card choice we have indeed first Alex wild card of season 10 has chosen a korean movie the call the call indeed a supernatural so supernatural time timey wimey korean horror movie sure uh, the one thing i will say which we do say about most of the films on this but you're going to want to have seen this film before you listen to our episode because we're not going to be able to talk you through it I without sh- you knowing what's going on <laughs> good as we are at this <laughs> yeah I, I still don't I, really I, know what was going on. No, I think I'm cool with what was happening. I just like, with the best will in the world, we maybe can't do it justice. Yeah, there's there's two characters in this who are both in two different timelines, but occasionally they're talking to themselves yeah. to each other. But they've obviously got the same names, so it's really going to be difficult for us to clarify which timeline we're talking about yeah. at the time. Because the film doesn't. A lot of my notes are just denoted by a year. Yeah, at the start of the sentence. Same, and the scenes flick around so fast. It's going to be it's going to be a fun one to talk about, but it's not going to be an easy one to talk about. Ah, I'll be fine. So, yeah, I would I would recommend watching it before you listen to it (laughs) because at least then you'll understand what the hell's going on. Plus, 
it's worth a watch. So yeah, come back on Thursday for that. Um, I think that's it. I think we've done a wave. Sure have. Shall we get out of here? We'll uh, we'll be back here for the wave next right. Monday. We will. And uh, back here on Thursday for the call. Absolutely. Cheers. Bye.